If you're passionate about your ride, you're in the right place. Todd Bianco is talking cars, trucks, crossovers, electric and hybrid vehicles, and amazing auction and used car finds. This is All Revved Up from iHub Radio. Here's Todd. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's our Bring a Trailer Hour, and I have John McMullen joining me. Hi, Todd. Hi, John. Uh, we've got a lot of interesting interesting things again this week. I, I was going over your list, and you went all British. I did. I decided that in the past I've had a theme for a heavy foot in a fast car, and today <laughs> I would uh, stick to British cars. And they are very interesting. And I in have fact, a couple one of, of weird... One of, one of them is actually available right here in the Coachella Valley. And you can go see it and, and drive it probably. Probably because it's at a dealership. <laughs> yep. Um, and I have a couple of really weird Subarus I always like to, to, to highlight when I can find them. So we will look at that after we go over from last week. Now, last week, remember you had a 1980 Ferrari 308 GTSI, which was your Magnum PI car? Yep. It sold for 58000 which is not that much money, but pretty good for, for, you know, for somebody to drive around in that car and have fun. It's not bad. No, that's a pretty fair price, actually, for somebody to get their bottom into a Ferrari seat. Yep. And then you had the 66 Ford Mustang convertible, which had a, you know, it was black and then it had a sort of a tan top and it had a, a what, what color interior was that? Like burgundy or something? But it was very, very nice. It was very well done. It was uh, and done in leather, no less. Right. And th- that sold for 40250 which is very good. I mean, for something that's not a Shelby or, you know, one of the, you know, class, you know, something like, you know, with all the various options, I think that's a really good price. So 40250 it sold for. Uh, I think somebody got a really nice car for that price. Uh, then you had a 1959 Plymouth Custom Suburban, sort of like that uh, uh, black wagon with sort of bat wings in back. It was quite right. something. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it sold for 28000 Somebody's going to have fun with it. I mean, it's not. it, it was never going to sell for a lot of money, but somebody, somebody will have fun with that. No, it was an now, oddball car. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Now, th- then you chose the 2002 uh, Chevrolet Monte Carlo, and that was the uh, Dale Earnhardt or one of these editions, and it had like, you know, what, 37 miles on it. It was, vi- you know, it was like essentially, you know, factory new. It was only bid to 18000 so reserve was not met. Only bid to so what? 18000 Oh. Hmm. They weren't feeling the love. <laughs> No, I guess they They weren't. Yeah. And then (laughs) your last pick was the 1957 Chevy 3100 uh, uh, pickup truck cam. It was like a cameo. Is that what they called it? It was, uh, you know, it was very nicely, you know, completely restored, but it was bid to $57,000 and it didn't sell. I'm surprised. Yeah. I mean, 57, they should just take it and run at this point. Of, it. I mean, of course. And maybe they did, you know, it's possible that they did, an, you know, after when some of these things, when they don't sell reserve, not met, if they were, let's say the reserve was 60,000, okay? Yeah. Uh, the seller contacts the buyer and said, okay, 
uh, split the difference, uh, do it for 58 or something, and they say yes, and they get it done. Uh, but if it was like, you know, if they wanted 100000 nobody's going to give it to them. So, so yeah, it's a, it, it's, it's not going to happen that way. Okay. So, um, here's what I had. I had a 1991 Toyota Celica it had very low miles on it, like 37 or 40,000 miles. It was, uh, it was red, uh, it was convertible, uh, very nice condition. It sold for only $8,600. That's a fun little car to just keep in the garage in your vacation home. That was the Celica? Yes. Yeah. Um, 8,600 it sold. Uh, then there was the 94 Mercedes-Benz E320, which, again, was one owner, had very, very low miles. It sold for only 13000 This was a you know, no-reserve auction. Uh, somebody got an extremely nice car there because it was you know, in a great, great condition. Uh, then remember my, my Lincoln Town Car, the 1989 Lincoln Town Car? I do. Very, very low miles. Yep. Uh, it sold for $32,500. Wow. Someone paid 32500 for that, yeah. Did they even pay that much for it new? No, no, no. It was far less new. It was probably half that new. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but probably eighteen or 19000 Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so somebody, somebody gave that car some love. Uh, and then there was my... Uh, that beautiful 1959 uh, uh, Abarth, which is a, basically a Fiat, uh, record Monza, Monza Zagato, which had been completely uh, redone. And it was a stunning car. It sold for 230000 Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and then there was that 68 Chevy Camaro. Uh, what was special about that? There was something special about it. Somebody had redone everything on it, I think. Was that um, the one that was yellow with the black stripes? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, because you're not going to believe what it sold for. <laughs> uh, let me just uh, check it here. It was, uh, yeah, I think it was... Oh no! This was the this was a black custom sort of thing. Okay. This was a uh, uh, everything was custom on it. Uh, it had uh, you know new engines, new you know special you know transmission, everything. That car sold for one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Holy smokes! <laughs> it was quite the car. I mean, somebody really spent. I mean, everything was completely custom on it, and it was beautiful. So it sold for one hundred and thirty thousand. Wow. And then there was a, I, I had my my very uh, plebeian uh, 1985 Volvo 240, uh, that 244, uh, that one owner had very, very low miles, and it sold for 14750 And then the, um, I had the, uh, the 2001, uh, 2021 Ram T-Rex, the 1500 T-Rex, which is the hottest truck that Ram is making right now, and it had a uh, an MSRP of ninety three thousand seven hundred ninety five dollars. So it was not a cheap truck, and it was being sold by the dealer. I think it had nine miles on it or something right. like that. It sold for ninety nine thousand five hundred. Oh. Didn't go for a lot more. And uh, someone in the comments said that uh, even with auction fees, it, it you know in all that kind of stuff, it's about one hundred and four thousand, which is far less than what dealers are trying to stick on the car now. 
Yeah, that that thing's a monster, and you have to. I think that's the one, if I'm not mistaken, that was uh, showing it out in a snowy uh, driveway, and it was the one that had, um, as we were talking about it, the need to own your own oil company. <laughs> yeah, it. Um, yeah, it was not uh, the. Um, you weren't going to drive it a it, lot uh, and not. Uh, be empty in the pocketbook. No, I mean you know. It got what? What was it about? Uh, five gallons to the mile. Yeah, I mean it was, but you know, we were talking about a big pickup truck with a Hellcat V8. Yeah. I mean, you know, like seven hundred horsepower. <laughs> so I, I forgot. I, I I'll look at the. Uh, I would be more um, afraid to look at that thing in the face than say Stephen King's Christine coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> it it was uh, a, averages 12 miles per gallon. Yeah, it was a, a pretty uh, rugged-looking yeah, pickup truck. It's a beast. I yeah. mean, it really is a beast. Uh, so it gets 10 in the city and 14 on the highway. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's brand new. <laughs> These thirsty vehicles. That. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, there were some great it, it, cars it, last week. Say that again. I said there were some great cars among our yeah, picks last week. There were some. They were fun. So let, let's let's start on this week. Uh, we got a little bit more time before the break here. So you, we're going to do your British cars, and I, I for whatever reason I like these cars. I don't know why, but it's a it's a one owner 1976 Triumph TR7 coupe with four speed transmission. I had a friend who had one of these. It was not this color. Uh, and mm-hmm. that was the only thing I didn't like about it was this is kind of like a uh, a Swiss Miss cocoa brown in it, color. It's called russet brown. Yeah, <laughs> like a potato. Okay, <laughs> uh, most potatoes I've seen are considerably darker than this, but yeah, okay. Yeah, it's like a light chocolate brown. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it is. It's 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 because it doesn't look. It doesn't. It doesn't look like russet potato. And as you know, I'm not a big fan of any cars that are brown. Uh, I don't like brown things very much. So, (laughs) so let's see what it says. It says this 1976 Triumph TR7 coupe was purchased new by the seller from uh, Westmoreland Auto of Greensburg, Pennsylvania, in February of 1977, and was relocated to California less than a year later, fortunately for the car, because if not, it would be gone. Of course, it would be all rusted away. Yeah. Uh, It was refinished in brown over a reupholstered golden tan vinyl interior. The car is powered by a two-liter inline four with a non-original block mated to a replacement four-speed manual transmission. Hmm. Uh, so in other words, it really it, it, it blew its first engine, which isn't, isn't a surprise either. Uh, modifications performed by the seller include the installation of uh, chrome valve cover, uh, polished aftermarket wheels, uh, Huffaker, uh, engineering, uh, camber adjusted kit, uh, camber adjustment kit, uh, polyurethane bushings, uh, 
a burl wood interior trim and a Monza exhaust. This TR7 is offered now uh, with service records and parts receipts dating back to 1977. A clean collection of uh, spare parts. You know what, it, I mean, uh, what? What surprises me is that this car was repainted not once but at least a couple of times, and they still <laughs> kept it <laughs> that color. But it's a cool looking car. They have done a nice job of it. For what it's worth, you know, everything yeah. looks pretty nice on it. Yeah. And and I can guarantee you it's probably a hoot to drive. I mean, these are always the fun little, you know, rear drive sports cars. So, you know, and I liked them when they came out. I just was uh, always afraid to drive a British car. As and who doesn't love the pop-up headlights? Yes. Well, I've always liked those kinds of things. Pop-up headlights are always kind of cool, aren't yeah. they? I mean, you know, it's one of those things. That was one of the things uh, I liked about Celicas, too. Yes. Well, I always like hidden headlights. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the first-generation RX-7s had them. Right. You know. So, yeah. Uh, and, and he paid, uh, total is 6080 for the car. Original bill, bill of sale. All righty. Uh, when we get back, we've got a lot more British cars to talk about. This next this one we're going to talk about is actually, I think, is one of the coolest ones I selected this week. So looking yes. forward to that. I am too. Uh, this is uh, all revved up on iHub Radio. We'll be right back. Todd Bianco, talking cars and trucks on iHub Radio's All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Welcome back to our Bring a Trailer Hour. I'm here with John McMullen. Hi, John. Hey, Todd. Your next British car is a 1973 Jensen Interceptor 3. It in is. In burgundy metallic paint. It's yeah. quite pretty. I've never seen one of these before. Uh, there used to be one in my neighborhood that ran around. I think it's, you know, been bricked. In other words, sitting somebody in somebody's driveway up on bricks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there. This this I've, I think they're beautiful. I think this you know it stills classic lines today. I think the mark they don't make it anymore. I think uh, Jensen's uh, uh, like a dormant uh, mark that's owned by uh, I think by Aston Martin. Hmm. Uh, so this, uh, let's see what it says here. It says this 1973 Jensen Interceptor is a Mark III. So that means there was a Mark I and a Mark II <clears throat> H series example that is finished in Cerisi over, a, which I guess, I guess that's what they call the burgundy metallic over beige leather upholstery and powered by a 440 cubic inch Chrysler V8 paired with a three-speed torque flight automatic transmission. The car was acquired by the current owner in 2018 and uh, an 
and an October 2020 fuel system service included replacement of the pump and refurbishment of the tank. Uh, this uh, Mark II interceptor is offered on dealer consignment in Ojai, California with a shop manual and clean Florida title. Interesting. Hmm. It's got a few chips on it. It's got, you know, some you know, little, little, you know, things that, you know, the, some of the, uh, the weather stripping looks like it's cracking and, you know, the, the, the seats are look, look this like was not seen... a, its original color either. It was delivered from the factory in Brasilia Brown and, right. um, it was later repainted to this color Cerise, which is again, like you said, is kind of like a burgundy red. Yeah. Uh, I, I might have left it in the brown. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't, I'm not sure I like this burgundy as much as I might have liked the Brasilia brown. That always sounds nice. Uh, and it's got rust uh, repairs that are noted in the gallery. And so, I mean, it's a little rough shape and it really could use a reupholstery inside. Now, yeah. it's already selling for $15,000. The bid, uh, current bid is 15000 and it ends in five days. So it could be that somebody's looking to. Uh, buy it because it's not that rough. It could be redone and it could be quite nice. Uh, you know, it's not like it's totally falling apart. And, you know, as long as the mechanicals are there, it should be okay. I thought uh, the steering it, wheel was kind of cool too. Yes, a nice uh, classic wooden wheel Yeah, with the uh, three-spoke uh, in chrome. Yeah, it's nice looking. And it's got like silver studs throughout the uh, – around the uh, the wheel. Uh, right. Facing um, you. Yeah. Yeah. Are they studs or screws? Well, something like that. I mean, there's. Yeah. They make a, a an interesting. Yeah. Uh, impression <laughs> visually. Yeah, they're like yeah. They're, I think they're screws, but yeah, I think it's I think it's an attractive wheel. I think it's nicely done, and very British. It looks it looks properly British. Uh, <clears throat> okay, let's look at your next car, which is a two thousand. And five Mini Cooper S six speed with only twenty eight thousand miles on it, and it's red. It's very red. Yeah, chili red with black roof and mirror caps. So the roof is black and the mirror caps are black, and the A pillars and all the pillars of the car are black as well. Looks like it's um, in pretty so, good shape. Yeah, it it does. It says this uh, Mini Cooper S remained registered in New York with its original owner prior to being acquired by the selling dealer in the autumn of 2020. Uh, The car is finished in chili red over uh, panther black leatherette and is powered by a supercharged 1.6 liter inline four paired with a six-speed manual transmission. Uh, Equipment includes a... uh, Yakima roof rack, I guess for going skiing, um, uh, heated front uh, sports seats, uh, xenon headlights, and an automatic climate control. Service and preparation f- uh, for the sale includes an oil change and replacement of the cabin I'm and betting, engine air filters. I'm betting that if this car was originally sold in Manhattan, New York, uh, uh-huh. that uh, I was still living up the street two blocks from where it was originally purchased from at the time that it was sold in 2005 because I was just two blocks away from the uh, BMW Mini showroom mm-hmm. and their their office building there in Manhattan on the west side. Well, it says it's located in New York, New York, so I guess so that's That probably is where City. it came from, yeah. Yeah, uh, probably is. I mean, it's because it was with the original owner all this time. Yeah. So, um, well, we're 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 not going to go to the next car yet. But uh, 
I, I know you want the next car for your own, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, the next right. one is very uh, so, similar to one that uh, I had an opportunity to drive around a time or two with Dr. Arnie Klein at one point. Ah, uh, Arnie Klein. All right, yeah. the this is the one that's actually lo- locally uh, uh, here in Indian Wells. All right, well, we'll get to that after the break. This is Todd Bianco uh, with John McMullen. You're listening to All Revved Up on IHEP Radio. And we'll be back with more Bring a Trailer. Detroit and beyond. Todd's talking about trucks, cars, vans, SUVs, and even the occasional dune buggy. It's all revved up on iHub Radio. Bring a trailer this hour. I'm with my friend John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And this next car we teased before the break was a 19, I mean, a 2008 Bentley Continental GTC. Alrighty, and GTC means Continental GT, and the C means convertible. So it is black and with a black top, with over uh, they call it beluga was is the name of the color over saddle leather. Like now you the have whale. good memories of this. Um, well, it it looks very similar to the one that my friend uh, Dr. Klein had and i drove him to work and back a couple of times in it uh-huh. uh over in los angeles and it's a beautiful car uh that's for uh, sure yeah, yeah the, the, this one's a stunner let's see what it says it says that uh this 2008 bentley continental, continental gtc is finished in beluga with a black convertible top over saddle leather and is powered by a twin turbocharged six liter W12 uh, driving all four wheels through a six-speed automatic transaxle. Uh, equipment includes burl walnut trim, and it looks very nice. Uh, navigation, adjustable air suspension, parking sensors, uh, chrome-finished 19-inch wheels, uh, and heated and power-adjusted front seats. Uh, the car was originally acquired in North Carolina by the selling dealer, and service uh, during ownership included uh, replacement of the convertible top. Wow, they've replaced the top already. That's good. Uh, battery and tires. Uh, this GTC now has 58,000 miles and is offered in Indian Wells, California. Uh, let's see, with uh, manufacturer's literature, service records, uh, uh, specification sheet, and a clean Carfax report with a clean North Carolina title. 
All righty. Now, the W12 in this was a very powerful engine. And basically what Volkswagen did when they – by the way, Bentley is owned by Volkswagen, the Volkswagen Group. And at the time, in 2008, I think they were – I think they were under management of by Porsche at this time, but uh, uh, I think they're under Audi now. Uh, but uh, yeah, these these were you know this was considered the part of the new renaissance of renaissance of the of the brand after they bought it in like you know 1999 or something like that, uh, and uh, this was an important model for them. Uh, it's a beautiful car. You know, it's really a beautiful um, car, and it uh, it's very fast. And the W12 is basically they took two narrow-angle V6s and mated them together into what looks like a W as opposed to just a regular V12, which is two six-cylinder in-line engines that are paired together into a V. So, um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a beauty, and uh, bidding is already at thirty-one thousand. Uh, Not surprising. And I think Originally, these cars were at least a couple hundred grand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ends in six days. I think it will go up. I don't know how much further. I think it'll probably sell in the $50,000 range, and you'd have a nice ride for that kind of money. I'm guessing you can check it out, check it out at the dealer in uh, Rancho Mirage, I think is where the— Is that at the dealer the in B- Rancho Mirage? Bentley dealer is uh, here in the Valley is in Rancho, yeah. Oh, that's right. It's um, it's Todd Blue. Yeah. He's the dealer out of Texas that owns all those dealerships. Uh, yeah. Uh, is that, yeah. Okay. I think it's a beauty. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see how it goes. Okay. You'd be styling uh, in it, that's for sure. Yeah. And then your last choice is quite unique. Uh, this is a 1931 Rolls-Royce 20-25 shooting brake. Can I just say, this is the ugliest Rolls-Royce I've ever seen in my life. It Even for back the, then in that day. <laughs> it has the worst color combination. <laughs> um, okay, so let's try to explain this to, to people. It's basically a wagon. So it's a. it looks like a woody station wagon from the A-pillar back. And then it's got this this snout of a Rolls Royce, sort of grafted onto the front, right. and and it has yellow fenders and you know front and rear with a running board, all of it yellow. It has red wire spoke wheels, and then the body is in black. Yes, I would. Wo- I, I would uh, probably. Uh, say that if you wanted to take all the color combinations of this vehicle, it's kind of looking at, at the tabletop of a uh, not so great place that serves steaks and meats because it's <laughs> kind of ketchup at the wheels and um, the fenders are mustard and then you get into the A1 <laughs> sauce uh, at the snout uh you know, but it it yeah. does look distinct in the sense that I mean, well, one from its its aged look, but of yeah. course also because it has the big Rolls Royce <laughs> grill on front, and it's yeah, also got the it, big you know eyeballs for for uh, you know headlamps. Yeah, let's see what it says here. This 1931 Rolls Royce 2025 uh, features woods shooting brake uh, coachwork. And uh, reportedly spent its life in England before coming to Southern California sometime in the 70s. 
It was reportedly driven in the 1994 Great Race road rally that ran from California to Pennsylvania and was later kept as part of a collection on the East Coast before being acquired by the seller for participation in the 2013 Great Race, which uh, spanned from St. Paul, Minnesota to Mobile, Alabama. Finished in black with yellow fenders and red painted wire wheels, the car is powered by a 3.7 liter inline six paired with a four-speed manual transmission and equipped with brown leather seats, a fender-mounted spare turn signals, wow, and a single front fog lamp. This is now offered with a clean Minnesota title in the seller's name. It's, uh, let's see, it will close tomorrow and the current bid is uh, 23500 Okay. Hmm. Okay. A lot more than I'd pay for it. Yeah, more than I would pay for it, too. But the next car is uh, one that I picked, and it's a 1975 uh, Chevrolet Caprice convertible with 29 miles on it. Wow. Okay. Um, by the way, it closed while we were, you know, uh, during this show. Uh, this 1975 Chevrolet Caprice convertible was reportedly acquired by the seller's brother in mid-2020 from the estate of Marie Brooks, who was recognized as one of the first female franchised automotive dealers in Cal- in America. And she took over the Ellis Brook Chevrolet dealership in San Francisco, California in 1968. This car is finished in a special order silver blue paint with a white uh, soft top over a white vinyl interior. It's powered by a 400 cubic inch V8 mated to a three-speed turbo hydromatic transmission. Additional options, and it has a long list of them if you look at the sticker, um, include air conditioning, intermittent wipers, a six-way power adjustable front bench, uh, power windows, power locks, cruise control, tilt steering wheel, and an uh, AM and an AM 8-track stereo, uh, now showing 29 miles. This Caprice convertible is offered by the seller with a window sticker. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, the original sticker on this car was a uh, uh, $7,369.80, and that you know the, the, the base price of the car was 5113 So it had more than... $2,000 worth of options, you know, $2,200 worth of options put onto it specifically for this woman. And then she never drove it apparently. <laughs> so it's it, nice sold color. For, it sold for $58,166 just as just today. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a time capsule. It's a beauty. I mean, I, I like it. I think it's, you know, it's a I don't classic really like the, the, I don't like the the grill on these things, um, the way that the front of the car looks personally. But it's a gorgeous mm-hmm. car. Yeah, I mean it's a it's it's a, you can't you can't get closer to new. No. <laughs> yeah. So okay, uh, the next car I picked was something that's very uh, very much like a, something you'd see in Palm Springs, though. It's a twenty nine thousand mile. 2007 Cadillac XLR-V. Now, uh, basically, an XLR was the Cadillac version of a Corvette. 
and it had a uh, and the V is the velocity, which is the uh, motorsports version of uh, motorsports division of of, uh, of General Motors that made the uh, the these special uh, faster cars. And uh, it was also equipped with a very slick convertible top made by Porsche. So, I mean, this was not a cheap car to, no. to be made. And it says this, 2007, I mean, this yeah, 2007 Cadillac XLRV was delivered to Galleys and Davis Motor Company of Albuquerque, New Mexico. And it's finished in light platinum over ebony leather. Powers from a supercharged 4.4-liter Northstar V8 paired with a six-speed automatic transaxle. Equipment includes a power retractable hardtop, um, HID headlamps, 19-inch aluminum wheels, magnetic ride control, heated and ventilated seats. This was a big deal in 2007, by the way. I guess. Um, yeah, dual zone automatic climate control, keyless entry, push button start. Again, big deal in 2007. Uh, an in-dash CD changer and a Bose audio system. The car has been registered in Arizona since new and was acquired by the dealer uh, selling dealer in November of 2020. It has 29,000 miles and offered with a clean Carfax report uh, and, and a clean Arizona title. It's in Phoenix. I see I see these in, in in Palm Springs all the time and generally it's a rather older gentleman driving one. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't have any taste? Sorry. He, well, but he, he it was this was his version of a Corvette. Yeah. I mean it's no, essentially it. and yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and unfortunately it has the cheap Chevy interior no matter how much they could gussy it up. So, I don't know this style of Cadillac, I've just never liked it. I, I, it is so uncadillacy to me that it takes <laughs> away kind of that classy look, and it's like, what were they trying to do by becoming a sports car company? I don't know. You know I mean, I don't even Cadillac like. I, I have to admit, I don't even like the look of the Escalades. To me, I see that and I think, eh, drug dealer. No. Cadillac lost its way. At least it, I think it did. Yeah, it just sort of lost its its way and never really recovered from that so i mean i know it's now all suvs all the time but you know it's kind of sad now when we come back from the break we've got two weird subarus which you don't see very often anywhere uh just because there weren't that many sold well the first one is a subaru svx and the other one is a subaru baja so uh we'll we'll look at those when we get back this is todd bianco with john mcmullen all revved up on i have radio Bianco's All Revved Up continues on iHub Radio. 
Participation encouraged, but not required. Call 760-544-TALK. That's 760-544-8255. Here's Todd. Welcome back. We're talking Bring a Trailer this hour. I'm here with John McMullen. Hi, John. Hey, Todd. And I've got my pair of weird Subarus. The first one is a 1992 Subaru SVXLS-L. Wow. I, I've always liked these. I, this this was a very expensive. This was top of the line Subaru. They didn't sell that many of them. It has the weird windows on the side. Um, you know, it's it's just they're, they're just there's very few of them left that are in any good condition. And this one looks particularly nice. It says this 1992 Subaru SVX is finished in white with a black roof and a rear deck and, and black rear deck and is uh, powered by a 3.3 liter flat six paired with a four speed automatic transmission and variable all wheel drive. Equipment includes the touring package, which added a sunroof, leather upholstery, power adjustable driver's seat, an AM FM stereo cassette with a CD player, and a six speaker sound system. Other features include factory optional rear spoiler, 16 inch alloy wheels, automatic climate control, and, cru- and cruise control. The car has been registered in Ontario and British Columbia, where it was acquired by the seller seller in February of 2020 and subsequently received a transmission a transmission rebuild uh, it shows 85,000 kilometers which is about 53,000 miles and is now offered at no reserve in Victoria Canada with a clean Carfax report and British Columbia registration you hmm. don't you don't see many of these do you you don't see a lot of these and it's been a long time since I have seen one so it was entertaining to get an opportunity to go back and take a look at a car that was at the time a pretty sporty nice car and these were really high-end luxury cars for super it broke the mold on to me when cars like this came out from subaru it really began to break the mold on what i thought was subaru's patent on ugly ugly (laughs) and look i am a past i am a past subaru owner but I remember the first Subaru I was ever in. My friend Clint Bickmore had one when we were in school, and it was, uh, I have to say, it would be probably a late 60s, early 70s model of a wagon. Mm-hmm. And boy, was that a little hard to look at on the eyes. <laughs> and and Poor so, Subaru. yeah, and and I after seeing and being in that thing, I thought, well, I'll never own a Subaru. But um, but I remember when these came out, and I also yeah. re- remember the one that you're also going to talk about next, but I don't want to spoil that. We can talk more about it after you've done that. Right. So, well, well, let's look at that. This this one looks a little more weird. And this one is the uh, 19, uh, 2006 Subaru Baja Turbo. And this was had one that was sort of like a mini pickup truck, had a little bit of a bed in back. Uh, you know, it had a pickup truck and bed in back. Well, what I also remember is, and the one that you're showing here, um, it's a four-door but right. I also remember one that they had that was very similar to it, but it was uh, just a two-seater uh, in the right. front, and then they had the two uh, utility seats it, that were inside the bed in the back, and that was the yeah, brat. Yeah, that was the, the, bra- the, the brat yeah. uh, with the ejector seats. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> and and just my and my press fr- here and, then, and they my, fly out. My friend, the uh, friends, the uh, the Bickmore brothers, also had uh, a couple of those, and uh, <laughs> eventually. And uh, yeah. and it kind of won my heart back a little bit on the design front because I was like, you know, the other one was just a, a little too uh, <laughs> ugly for me. Yeah. Well, th- they didn't sell very many of the Bajas and certainly none the, very few Turbos. So this 2006 Baja Turbo was originally delivered to Bob Dan's Automotive of Stanford, Florida of Sanford, Florida, and has remained in the state from new, with the seller acquiring it in June 2017. The car is finished in obsidian black pearl over black and gray leather and powered by a turbocharged 2.5 liter flat four that was rebuilt uh, between 2009 that was rebuilt between 2019 and 2021 with a replacement short block uh, right cylinder head and intake and exhaust valves equipment includes all-wheel drive four-speed automatic transmission a sunroof a tonneau cover for the back bed a bed extender so the thing that flips out and back and gives you a little bit extra room uh when you put the 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 uh, the, the tailgate down uh and uh let's see it uh, has a uh, in, in, it has a bug deflector. Let's see, air conditioning, heated seats, uh, Sony touchscreen stereo. Additional work performed is during the seller's ownership. Uh, includes replacing coil packs, spark plugs, multiple uh, gasket seals, and wheel bearings. Uh, it says just over one hundred six thousand dollars and is offered at no reserve, uh, with the window sticker and you know clean Carfax report and a clean Florida title in the seller's name. These are actually highly coveted by people like surfers and stuff because you can fold the back seat of this thing down uh, and and sort of poke through the bed and, and have with the extender you can put a surfboard in it. And you stuff. know, if I if I had thought that I could have gotten into this thing for not more than about mm, maybe two to three times what it's currently going at. Mm-hmm. I might have bought this instead of the new car that I just got. Well, th- these are actually kind of handy little cars. Yes. So this this one, the original sticker price was twenty eight thousand three hundred three. Again, it was a, a, a top of the line Subaru at the. T- I mean, you know that that model at the time, and its uh, current bid is fifty seven hundred and bid in, and it ends in five days. And uh, quickly, with the, what little time we have left, I had to have this on here because this is the 1972 modified Dodge Charger four-speed. It's done for – it was a 72 Dodge Charger custom build commissioned by Playboy International Enterprises, and it was used as part of a 2000. 2000- 12, I mean, 2013-2014 publicity campaign for the dying company. Finished in a custom black paint scheme over a black interior. The car has a G-Force four-speed manual transmission and paired with a three, 352-cubic-inch Dodge of NASCAR V8 and has been that has been detuned to accept commercially available gasoline. Daddy, uh, so I want was, this. Yeah, this was some. I mean, this this thing has the longest snout you've seen on a car in a long time. That, uh, that wasn't. And this was that a, was this not, was a fortune. Yeah, that was not a Lincoln or a Cadillac. <laughs> now, when it's got Playboy logos all over it, um, 
and you have to if you if you look at this car watch the the driving video it is fantastic anyway uh, this uh, we'll talk about it next week and see how much it's sold for we'll have a uh, link to it by the way in the podcast page for it this week right. uh here with the show so yeah Terrific. All right. This is Todd Bianco, and I've had John McMullen with me. It's been a pleasure, John. Likewise. And uh, we've been uh, talking all revved up on iHub Radio. We'll see you next time.